You're listening to the Soccer Survival Guide. I'm your host, Adam Gonzalez. I'm here with my co-host, Coach Eric De La Rocha. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. So, Eric, two years ago, U.S. men's national team failed to qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. Big deal. Hurt a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I, I was particularly really upset about what happened. Outrage. <laughs> <laughs> Huge U.S. fan. And, and for me, it's... It's insane to think, how does a country with 330 million people fail to qualify, fail to beat teams like Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah, yeah. And to add to that also, what are, um, you're thinking like with such a big population, what are the things that, when you're looking at it from the outside, like what could be some factors of that reason? You know what I mean? And right. that, that's just a little example, obviously, for that year, but it is a reflection on the entire country in the sense of how did it get to that point? Right. Again, 330 million people. Why are we producing one Christian Pulisic every, Yeah. every, I mean, have we ever had one of those? I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we've ever had a superstar like that. Yeah. And, and, and with, with a uh, Christian, um, He's obviously raised the bar for our country, considering, you know, the past legends like, you know, Donovan, uh, Dempsey and all that. But um, that's one player in our country that's our superstar. But to the rest of the world, he's just a good player. That's right. another perspective. Right. And, and you look at our country, right? And we have tons and tons of money, you know, first world country tons of money, tons of people, yeah. tons of resources. And, and, and again, struggling to qualify for World Cups, struggling to produce professional soccer players, top-notch professional soccer players. Exactly. And, and, and just to rephrase that again, like to produce top-shelf professional soccer players at the rate of these other countries in the world whose population is, oh, man, like a, like a speck of our population. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Croatia, for example, small country, populations, Iceland's another Iceland, word. right? You know? Uh, so, you know, that it, it, for everybody that's, you know, immersed in the soccer culture and global soccer culture as well, um, you know, you, it makes you start wondering and thinking like, well, what's up with our, with our culture? Mm -hmm. What's up with our, our, our establishment and, 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 things in our country and you start kind of talking so in, in getting into it one of the not main issues but one of the obstacles that we have is the system that we use in, in the u.s yeah. right so the system that we use is the pay-to-play system yeah and and the pay-to-play system is actually the i mean if you look at it in terms of youth soccer right it's the dominating system for all kids that, you know, quote unquote, want to play competitively. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, within that system, you know, this is why we're here today and we're going to, you know, go ahead and, uh, have a little dialogue about it. Yeah. And absolutely. And it's not a system unique to us, but it's a system that, that we use. And again, yeah. we're not, we're not saying that it's right or wrong, but we want to do, we want to, pose these questions right and say hey yeah. the rest of the world is doing it this way and they're producing these top-notch players yeah and this is what they're using and then this is what we're using and you know we're not producing at the rate which these other countries are yeah and i i, I want to add to something uh, excuse me i want to add to that and that is typically if a player in the u.s and residing in the u.s and growing up in the u.s is to try to get a shot at going pro. Uh, they may at one point most likely start at a, in a club system, right? And then, of course, you know, you do have your MLS academies and all that, but you're talking about, I don't know, what, 30-something academies for the whole country. But, right. but in reality, the club system is where all the kids are at, mm -hmm. the, the kids that want to, you know, aspire to, to, if they do aspire to be professionals right and so let's get into so so what is pay to play and it's it's as simple as what it sounds like you pay to play yeah 
To, you pay to compete. You, you you pay to play. You pay to compete, right? So so what ends up happening is, uh, you know, you you have your son, your daughter, and you say, I want them to play soccer. What do you do? You can look for your local rec programs, uh, your AYSOs, your YMCA's. Uh, if you want to look at the competitive side, right? Let's say that your player is good enough, your child. Uh, you go and you look for your local club, and you see the Titans, right? Let's use yeah. the Titans for example. So my local club is the Titans, and I go and and I say, okay, you know, my son or daughter wants to play for this club, and they're gonna let me know how much it is to play. And I say, hey, there's a registration fee. You know, yeah. for some clubs it's pricey. Right? Yeah. Some clubs it can be upwards of fifteen hundred. You know, seventeen hundred. For others, it might be a little bit less. You know, seven hundred. Just depending on, on where you go, uh, what area. But basically, there's a fee. Yeah. Then what ends up happening is there's a fee for registration. Sometimes it includes uniform. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's local clubs that you have to pay an extra two hundred dollars for uniforms. Yeah. And then guess what? And on top of that, there's a fee for for coaching, right? Coaching fee. Yeah. And then there's fees for tournaments, and there's fee. I, there's there's lots of fees. So what ends yeah. up happening is you're basically play, paying to play soccer for that year. Yeah. And there's all these fees, and and you pay. And- the cost, right? Yeah, right. that's another word to it. Like, the, there's a cost to getting that child to to be part of that environment and compete, right? Um, and and then obviously different different local clubs uh, they they approach their their fees and their costs differently. Sometimes, yeah, it, it, it's all included together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, the coaching fees might be included within the whole package, um, and but yeah, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's just, you know, you, uh, as a as a parent, if you want, you know, your kid wants to play, you, you're pretty much paying into this uh, environment to be able to compete. Right, absolutely. So that, that's how we do it. Yeah. Um, around the world, not not everywhere, but you know, most places, some of the big clubs. Uh, what happens is you you don't pay, right? Yeah. Or you pay very very little. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you, your, your Chelsea's, your Barca's, even the, the, the smaller clubs, right? You'd consider the D2 the, the clubs. Uh, you don't pay. Yeah. Right? You, you don't pay. You, you walk on and, 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 you're, and you're allowed to play. And if, you know, you're good enough, eventually you're, you're sold. And, 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 and again, you don't pay. Yeah. That's what ends up happening. So uh, uh, just, to, just to add to that, I mean, uh, when you're looking at, again, the, the the topic was professionals um the rest of the world is you know developing these professional soccer players at a higher rate than our country and again like you mentioned like these these clubs but the reality is all the professional clubs in and around the world they they fund their academies so therefore whoever they recruit whoever they they scout those people when they pay, I'm sorry, excuse me, when they get in, and then and they're involved in that that uh that system of that uh of that youth academy, they they don't most of the time they don't have to pay. Right, and okay. then the the reason why they don't play, the, they don't pay, sorry, to play, is because they have what's called training compensation, mm-hmm. and then also solidarity payments. Yeah. So to break it down pretty simply, it's um these payments are are made by clubs that are buying players, right? So what ends up happening is for these uh, training compensation payments, uh, if you're under the the age of 23, right? If you go to a foreign club, let's say uh, I'm playing in Germany for whatever club, and then all of a sudden uh, Chelsea wants to buy me, mm-hmm. right? Then what ends up happening is I'm an 18-year-old. Uh, Chelsea's going to say, okay, hey, we're going to buy you. Um, and, and they're basically going to, pay what's kind of considered development fee and say, Hey, you know, you've been at this local club for, you know, so long. And, and now that you're going to sign a pro contract with us, then, uh, we're going to give you some money back. Right. So that money gets kicked back to the club. And then that club is able to invest within the club to go ahead and, and develop players. Right. Yeah. So then, uh, solidarity payments is basically the same thing, but once you're already past the age of 23, and these are payments that are made anytime you, you get transferred to a, a club outside of your uh, federation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that. anytime there's you know you get transferred, like Messi for instance, right? So Messi mm-hmm. plays for Barca, 
Uh, he started off at uh, New Old Boys in, in Argentina. So if Messi this year decides to go to, um, you know, Man City, for instance, then uh, the clubs that Messi played for, for his youth development years, uh, are eligible for up to a 5%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 5%, 5 um, fee. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and it's amazing because what ends up happening is, is because of that system, right, and the way that they do it, you're really trying to develop players in order to sell them. Yeah. Different than what we do here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, the, the idea uh, with the rest of the world is, again, top shelf uh, professionals, right? Uh, and again, that, that, that brings in money to the professional club. And one of the reason they're, uh, reasons they're able to make more or bring out and develop more players is also because there's more professional teams in these countries, a lot of these countries, because those countries uh, don't have a, a one-league system. It's usually a country where there's different divisions, right? And however, all those divisions, I mean, have different clubs as well who have their own academies right and um but yeah uh, uh, that's that's in the when you turn it around and look at what we're doing here i mean if that environment for those kids that are developing in those uh professional academies is way different than the environment that you're developing here in club soccer way different so let's get back into it like back into what's going on over here right so yeah. And we, we talked about what's happening here. We talked about a little bit of how it goes on in the rest of the world at these, you know, academies. Um, so what are you paying for here? Uh, because everything costs money. Yeah. Right. So especially in the U.S., uh, fields are expensive. Oh, yeah. Right. Insurance yeah. is expensive. Uh, there, there's there's so much that goes into it, right? Coaching yeah. fees, for instance, right? Yeah. There's, and this is going to be another conversation we're going to have, but, you know, especially yeah. for us as coaches, it's expensive to get your licenses. Oh yeah. Very expensive, oh, very yeah. difficult uh, to get your, you know, your national license. So what happens is that coaches want a return on their investment. So now all of a sudden on top of your registration fee, you might have to pay, you know, 60, 70, 80, hundred dollars a month for coaching fees. Yeah. On top of registration, uniforms, yeah. traveling tournaments. Right. And then the club has all these other expenses that they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, you know, some directors are doing it full time. Yeah. So they want to cut, you know, some yeah. board members are spending a lot of time, so they want to be compensated. Yeah. Which, which in, in that sense too, it makes sense, right? Because mm -hmm. you're, you're devoting your time to building or, or, or making this program work, right? This club work and it, and it requires a lot of time. Right. Um, but yeah, you were saying. I'm yeah. Sorry. And then the co you coaches, they, have, they buy their equipment, you know, they, yeah. they so. Yes. And, and what happens is, the, the parents of the players are fronted these costs, right? Yeah. In these situations, what tends to end up happening is you start pricing out players that deserve to be there based on merit, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Because all of a sudden, you know, you get a season uh, with your local club that might end up costing you to play a couple grand, right? Yes. 2000 it might cost you 3000 to play for that season. Yeah. Well, not everybody could afford that. Exactly. So what ends up happening is now you're no longer pulling in these players that deserve to be playing, yeah. right? And you're pulling in these players that are just capable of paying to be there. Yeah. Right? To paying to compete. And, and this is where it gets interesting again. I mean, if you're looking at developing, right, um, even in the context of a, a meritocracy, you know, are you are real are the best players really in that environment and the reality is a lot of kids don't get to play because they can't afford it and i do want to bring up that i saw not too long ago uh an article on um and i don't want to name the author but just you know they were just saying that you know that there's scholarships and programs and a lot of these kids that can't afford it can, you know, apply for that or whatnot. And that's true. A lot of, a lot of clubs do have these, uh, these programs, these scholarship programs, 
But if you think about it, I mean, there's there's going to be a limit to that as well, mm -hmm. right? I mean, come on, because somebody has to pay for that, right? Mm -hmm. And so where do the, you know, what, what does a club have to do to get those funds, right? I mean, and so um, going into that, before I go into that, I just want to say, like, not all the best players are getting the opportunity to be in this system just simply for the fact that their socioeconomic uh, status um, makes it difficult. Right, it prevents them from being able yeah. to, to join these clubs. And, and again, and it proposes, it, it poses some problems, right? Yeah. And it, pros, it poses some, some definite, definite problems. Um, what ends up happening to within these systems, right, this pay-to-play system is that it starts encouraging a culture where winning is the end all be all right and, yeah. it, and it pushes development to the side yeah uh and it's not uncommon to see these clubs that have three four even five teams yeah. per age group so what ends up happening is they you know they, sometimes they'll throw coaches on these third fourth and fifth teams that that aren't quality right and that aren't producing actual quality players and they're not yeah. developing players so what they're doing is they're sitting there and they're just trying to fill the numbers yeah. uh and the attempt to maybe scholarship the yeah. first team and, and to you know interesting right there because again when i mentioned you know th that author or whoever you know who said that comment of that you know the 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 players who cannot afford it, there's always a, a scholarship program for it. I mean, it, it almost sounded like it's saying like it's always there, but the reality mm -hmm. is not. Of course, every club is going to be limited in how many scholarships they can get because mm -hmm. that's a lot of money. Man. Right. But, uh, but again, who has to pay for that? It, you know, it's really hard. And the club has to find a way to be able to, to fund these scholarships. Mm -hmm. and, 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 it, and it makes sense that they have more than two teams three teams and more and an age group or whatnot, you know, it, it helps uh, more players, right? You know, it's going to help the funding. It's going to help the funding. And right. And, and there lies the problem is that it's no longer about developing. Yeah. Right. And you're losing that focus into developing players to be the best that they can be. Yeah. And, and transitioning these, you know, youth players to professional levels. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting because, the word development in this uh, system is by far way, way different than the way professional academies around the world yeah. use the word development, man. And um, and, and, and it's, it's funny, I do want to mention because it's the, the clubs having to do this, it's almost like they, they have to do this based, mm -hmm. based on what, you know the the system is has set up for them so they have to do it it's 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 again it's hard to just come up with money like that right because mm -hmm. there's expenses and 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 as we're talking about the system you realize that a lot of times you know the you know all these local clubs you know they have to kind of find ways to right. to, to you know compensate for the expenses you know yeah and, and it's so difficult and especially again in the u.s I mean, there's so many factors that yeah. that come into play, you know, and just as an example, you know, going back to private training, yeah. uh, for instance, you need permits for everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. It doesn't matter if I pay taxes, you know, to, the, to whatever city I'm in, uh, I can't go and train somebody at my local park. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a park a block away from me, huge park, and I can't go and train there. Why? Because there's park rangers that are going to show up and they want their cut. Yeah. Right. So what ends up happening is now I can't help players develop yeah you know now players can't show up and do sessions uh because again at the end of the day somebody wants their cut their cut somebody <laughs> wants to make money and again this is it's unfortunate it's not like all over the world where you can just go play pickup games wherever you want yeah uh and it leads them to, to some other problems but going back going back into what ends up affecting us in in the u.s is that all of a sudden now because you can go ahead and just use these fields now the clubs are having to pay ridiculous amounts. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars for fields, and that's being passed on to the players. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and again, that's a part of the system where the clubs have to, you know, 
they're hit with these uh, obstacles, mm-hmm. right? Uh, especially with this. Uh, and also, I mean, cities, you know, some cities differ, right? They're right. different from each other. But a lot of cities do, ch- you know, do have a big fee for having to just rent their field out and yeah. the insurance with it and all that, right? Like, it, it's, it's a big expense that the clubs have to find a way to, to, to how can I say, to cover it. So they can continue to run their organization, man. right? And, and again, look, looking at the rest of the world and, and how most clubs do it, you have clubs uh, that are starting to pump. I mean, we're talking about big time money into their youth academies. You were talking yeah. about Man City developing, uh, you know, facility. I think it was over two hundred million euros. Yeah. Um, I know Real Madrid's academy just spent like one hundred fifty million euros. Um, you know, re- revamping their their facilities for the youth programs. Uh, so what ends up happening in these these youth programs all over, you know, you, you develop players and you really do focus on development. Yeah. Again, the development that they focus on versus our developments it's, in different levels. Yeah. yeah. So they, they're really focused on developing professionals. Yeah. Why? Because if you can develop and produce the next Messi, oh. well, you can go ahead and you can sell them. And, and guess what? You're going to be covered because yeah. you're going to get, you know, yeah. that 5% fee, that solidarity yeah. payment, that, that, that that training payment right the something called development fee uh and and we're talking about huge numbers i mean yeah. huge huge numbers we're, we're not talking about you know one grand two grand yeah we're yeah. talking about you know five percent of you know 50 million yeah euros 100 million euros so we're talking about some clubs are getting a good amount back and they're able yeah. to redistribute that within all these new players and give these players opportunity and and they're really really focusing on the development, right? Yes. Versus here where it's just, can we bring them in at yeah. whatever cost? Can we fill, yeah. can we fill the numbers and can we fill, can we fill that, that team? Right. Yeah. So maybe we can go ahead and offer some more scholarships to the, the first team. And, and you had mentioned as well about the winning, you know, how, um, you know, in, in, in this club system, uh, the majority of the, you know, of the mindset or the, the, how can I say, I guess you could just say culture is like, hey, let's go compete. But they're competing for the weekend mm-hmm. or what, you know, or for the, the league that year. There's, it's, it's, there's no uh, long-term, um, how can I say, uh, long-term vision. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, it's, even if you had a long-term vision, like, you know what, I want, I want, you know, really, my kid really wants to make it. So it's still hard to make it under this system. But mm-hmm. the point is, like, um, even in the terms of, of developing, like, we continuously have to be trying to educate the parents of what is the purpose of development. And development is, is, a, is a journey. It's a long-term um outlook on on the on the process mm-hmm. um but it, it 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 makes it really hard to to be able to meet those standards of uh trying to get these kids to be at their best when you have so many obstacles within the system yeah absolutely yeah. and and again the system that we have set up is just in the, in the u.s it's it, it's what we have so far yeah. obviously and and there's so many other factors that that come into play when figuring out what works best and what doesn't. Um, but again, compared to what the rest of the world is doing, I mean, there's obviously something there's, there's some, there's something's off. Yes. Okay. There, there's definitely yes. something off and, and we'll give you an example, which thankfully, uh, you know, the U S soccer federation has worked together with the MLS and I mean, we, we're going to talk about the MLS in a, in a whole nother yeah. episode because, uh, you know, in the U S you know, capitalism reigns and, yes. and we have a, such a, uh, we have such a, a, right. a system, right? A free market system. Yeah. And in, in which if you have a good idea and then people pay for it and, and obviously, and it works, right? Because yeah. people support that. Uh, but for, for soccer, we're a little bit backwards. Exactly. Where it's a closed market. Very close. Right. In, in our clubs, in our club system, sorry, our professional system, you need to pay to get into that. Yes. Right. You don't earn your way in like other. <laughs> yeah. 
you definitely don't earn your way into the MLS. It's it's almost like a club, man. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, the league, the MLS league, is is like a club that you pay to get in, just the way right. we're talking about the club system. And and this is and we're starting to talk about. It's we're gonna start talking about promotion relegation. Uh, n- not today, but yeah. it's it's gonna be a, a huge topic that we're gonna yeah. end up covering. Um, but but getting back into it, right? So to to give you guys an example of a situation been with uh, one of our U.S. players, right, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, uh-huh. right? So he played at a uh, club called Crossfire, and then he made his move to uh, the Seattle Sounders, and then ended up moving to uh, Tottenham, right? So Spurs. So what ended up happening is that youth club that he was at, right, Crossfire, they petitioned FIFA to get some of that 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 payment right to get some of that um though that fee that that training compensation huh. and and, that, and eventually right get the solidarity payment so what ended up happening was fifa blocked their oh. their request right to, wow. to get that money so it, it was it's it was a big deal and um and they had a back and forth with u.s soccer federation they got lawyers involved and basically what fifa had sorry what spurs had originally had said was that they weren't eligible to receive that payment because of the pay-to-play system mm-hmm. as if they were double dipping. So they were saying, Hey, you, you know, that player was paying to play. Oh. Now you want to sell them and now you want to get money from us, even though you already took money for them. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't that, that was the, the, yeah, that was the argument at first. Yeah. Um, you know, after some deliberation, I think, uh, FIFA ended up like kind of siding with Crossfire, but then also kind of left it to the MLS to handle that situation. Yeah. So it was a really, really weird uh, situation when in reality, all over the world, it wouldn't be that weird at all, right? Because, yeah. hey, I developed this player in Yedlin, and all of a sudden now he's, you know, $5 yeah. million dollar contract with these other clubs. You know, now yeah. he went to, he went overseas. And, uh, and yeah, we want our, we want our cut of that 5%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it would be nice because, five percent of the five million all of a sudden guess what now you don't have to charge people imagine if you're producing players like that all the time yeah well, guess what there's no pay to play anymore yeah no interesting man uh i actually just you talking about it, it I, I knew i heard about the story but i didn't know it to the detail and i mean the when you mentioned the, the fact that deandre they were paying into their club and now they're asking for that payment. That was actually interesting as mm-hmm. well, right? I mean, it is kind of, I don't know, I'm going to say contradictory. It's just like, right. these guys are giving you money already. Now you want more money? Right. Like, it doesn't make sense, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so an- another situation in the U.S., and just to, to show you how dicey and how, I, I guess odd is a is an okay word to use. How odd it is compared to the rest of the world. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a player uh, that grew up uh, playing, you know, in San Diego. Played at the local clubs. Uh, great little player, uh, Evan Rotondo. So he's fantastic kid. I got to see him uh, yeah. play. I, I coached at a local club that played against him often. Fantastic. Uh, so he played again at a local club and decided not to join an MLS academy. Yeah. So he decided to hold off. Definitely MLS Academy player and more. So he ends up going to uh, a, a team in uh, Schalke, yeah. right? So what ends up happening is he decides not to sign for MLS Academy because he wants to own the rights. Yeah. Right. So what ends up happening is he decides not to go. He's able, as soon as he turns 16, to go ahead and transfer. Uh, and it's unfortunate, though, because based on the, you know, the, the rules that we have, uh, his club team that he has here is not eligible for, you know, for any kind of payments yeah, now yeah. that he's transferred over. Um, and, and I've seen it before with other players. There was a um, a player in uh, Cameron Dunbar, right? Yeah. Local player, San Diego boy that played at, uh, at a club here for a while and then all of a sudden had a season or two at an MLS academy in uh, LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, you see all over the place, you know, MLS homegrown player, you know, yeah, Galaxy yeah. homegrown player. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I've, and I've seen him since he was little. He, yeah. he, grew, he did not grow up playing at LA Galaxy. <laughs> right. But that club is not eligible for these payments based yeah. on, on, on the rules. And Sucks. again, the U.S. Soccer Federation has 
reversed that ruling where they're open to accepting these payments, but for the MLS academies, uh-huh. which I mean, it, it really makes it difficult for the youth academies. And again, and it for, sorry for these club academies, us club soccer academies. Yeah. Um, and uh, w- what ends up happening is it screws over the little clubs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because Which is like a farm system, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's almost like a feeder system because a lot of, a lot of these players are going to start there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and this screws over these little clubs that might actually develop these players. And then what's their only move? Well, you got to go to the big clubs. And, and now all of a sudden, these smaller clubs have to keep charging people yeah. to come in, even though they did the hard work. Yeah. To, and it's unfortunate. But again, that's a system that we have. It, it, and it's interesting because as we're talking about this, I'm I, what's going through my head is just, it's, it's uh, the system has... You know, just some of these messed up situations, right? Like, uh, on one end, you know, you, you want to provide an environment for, for kids to develop and have a shot at, at, at making it. But then on the other end, like, the ones that do it right, and then they, these kids get scouted by uh, an MLS academy or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they, from those kids, ended up actually making it bigger. Well, the little guy doesn't ended up not getting anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and so they have to continue, like you said, they have to continue with 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 just what what the uh, the system entails is charge. You know, keep charging. And however, if you think about it, if some of these little clubs were to get like even a little percentage, like a cut, right? Well, that money could go into more scholarships, mm-hmm. right? That kind of stuff. And now you're talking about hey, if some of those first teams are now you know, serious players, serious committed players, not kids that just want to be there to, to as as a pastime. You know, the right. kids that want to make it, you, you kind of give them an opportunity to finally, with that money, fund it, and they can actually have a shot at, at being in an environment where they can continue to compete and see if they can get keep going up. Right, and and again, at, at all over the world and in, in other clubs, it's it's not the end of the world, right? If if players end up transferring and, and then they yeah. end up transferring to bigger clubs. Um, but again, because of, we have a closed market system and because we do not have promotion relegation, yeah, we're really oh, we're screwing over the little guys. We really are. We're not even giving them a chance to fight for the yes. title. And it's, it's like, it's like an elitist mentality, right? Where exactly. you have to be one of the boys in order yeah. to, <laughs> you know, to hang out. And it's, it's so unfortunate. And again, it's just screwing everybody in that system. It's because wrong, man. It's messed up. It's right. messed up. And, and, and how many children out there? There's talent in the U.S. for sure. 330 million yeah. people. You're going to assume yeah. that you can get 10 people. And, and I'll tell you right now, go to Los Angeles, the inner cities, you'll find talent. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Even here right. like in San Diego, in the inner cities, like you'll mm. see that talent. There's so much talent here, but I mean, it, how many of our of our of our kids are getting? How can I say? They're not getting that shot mm-hmm. just for that that reason, man. And, and and going back to the closed market, because I'm, I mean, how many MLS teams are there? Like thirty? I don't. I don't that's how much show you how much i paint in the mls <laughs> but but let's just say there's 30 right? right 30 teams for 330 million people population i mean how many really are you really gonna give it to 30 teams to find the talent in this country it's like dude right oh. especially with the da right going under yeah and and in, in talks of the mls academies only fielding you know u16 18 teams Right. And, and, and kind of scrapping those younger age groups. I mean, again, going back to it, we're talking about, you know, let, let's just say there's, you know, 30 or whatever number. Right. You were yeah. t- talking about 22 spots per team times two age groups. I, I mean, for 330 million people, that's there's not that's not a lot of spots I, for, I, for an opportunity to go up. And again, because we have this system where it's pay to pay, pay to play. We don't have promotion relegation. Yeah. It's it's a. Uh, you know, it's elite, elitist mentality. It's yeah. it's this mentality where you have to be one of the boys. You pay yeah. your way in, and, and we'll take care of you. Yep. Um, and again, the ones that suffer are the ones at the lower level. Why? Because soccer is not a grassroots. You know, it, uh-huh. it, it, it's not a 
it's not a grassroots program. It, it's not a, a, a sport where anybody can go and play. Exactly. It's a middle class yeah. sport in the U.S. Yeah, middle class and you know upper middle class. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it in reality this is the this is the fact, and it's the club soccer system in the U.S. is um, how can I say it? It's really fit for that social economic uh, uh, culture. You know what I'm saying, or the suburban culture, if we want to put it. And that's what it is. I mean, because it, 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 even if you look at it, not just with registration and the and and obviously the coaching, um, you have to go to tournaments. In a tournament on the weekend, you have to get hotels. You have to get do gas food and that's just i mean those are for let's just say the tournaments are two hours away Mm -hmm. but what if you got to travel a little bit more you know there's a lot of expenses that go into it man and and um i mean that's why it's only how can i say like that's why the the club soccer system it's fit for the suburban culture which is middle middle class uh socioeconomic and going back to something you said so let's use california as an example right we have two professional clubs right for within the mls in california yeah right we have la galaxy and the lafc yeah okay so they're within the same i mean we're talking about in los angeles and california is huge yeah right where there's other countries that can fit within california Right. And we're talking about two professional clubs, you know, being in Barcelona, it was incredible to see, uh, you know, to see the camp now where, you know, the, where Barca plays and then traveling 10 minutes and, and seeing Espanol play at their stadium. Yeah. You know, amazing. You, you take a little drive and all of a sudden you're at Girona. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's incredible. Right. And, and you go to England and you see some of the same stuff yeah. where, you know, you're getting stadium separated by, you know, double digits in miles. Yeah. Uh, and in California, you huge state, you got two professional clubs Yeah. and the system that we have, it's kind of like you're in it or you're not. Yeah. And you have, you know, 40 spots for these two age groups and, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It just sucks. Like, you know, thinking about all those other kids out there, man, that, you know, we could have the next Messi here mm-hmm. in the U S and maybe he he lives in the inner city yeah you know um or in a working class neighborhood uh it's just you know uh that's that's just what the the system you know kind of brings forth and we're just talking about what what it is guys you know yeah. it's and 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 i i do want to say that uh, there, there could be some good things, right? Like, you know, obviously there's always ways to improve and make it better, but at the end of the day, like, it's the top. It's a top-down thing where, you know, our federation, it starts with our federation. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, even in the women's side, this, you know, I, I think there was an article with Alex Morgan, and she was just saying, too, like how, you know, pay-to-play is, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be hard to, to find some talent. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know or because also he, here's the other thing about pay to play guys is that most of the kids the majority of the kids uh they're doing this as a way of like they compete they're competitive but it's not their outlet it's not it's not their thing where they're like well if i don't even make it to college i'm fine mm-hmm. i'll just go i'll just keep continue going to school it's like <laughs> You'll be amazed how many kids want to say they want to play pro, but in reality, they don't want to play pro. Yeah. They, they, it's it's uh, it's an environment. It's a, it's an environment that creates. Um, how can I say? Um, it does. It doesn't really breed that competitive uh, edge of um, trying to make it. Right. It's yeah. that it's that do or die culture, right? That yeah. other countries have these third world countries that, you know, for some of them, it's it's the only way out. Going back yeah. to the Brazil World Cup, seeing uh, pictures of uh, Gabriel Jesus, you know, picking yeah. up trash yeah. for the Brazil World Cup yeah. and seeing him, you know, a couple of years later, all of a sudden playing for City, you know, playing at some of the highest 
uh, stages. I mean, it's 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 do or die, and it's unfortunate that in the U.S. because of that system, the ones that have that mentality, right, the do or die, the the ones that are you know in these lower socioeconomic classes and dealing with these factors, um, that the ones that have that mentality don't get the opportunity because they can't pay to yeah. put themselves in that they can't opportunity. Or, and also, but here's the thing, you know, obviously there's some clubs that do have the, you know, the funds, uh, and they go into, sometimes they'll go into the inner cities or mm-hmm. they're going to try to find, they know that hey, there's talent there and they'll offer them scholarships and mm-hmm. whatnot, but you forget that also, you know, uh, a parent involvement they have to drive them they have to take them mm-hmm. and yeah the, and you know what I, i've come across too with coaches who who have like made the effort to you know they offer a scholarship and say like, hey you know what i'll pick your you know i'll pick your kid up i'll, I'll uh i'll take them don't worry because right. mom has to work but i mean these are so many obstacles that at the end of the day you're, you're, you know these guys are still not even guaranteed right. because there's no exposure either like yeah you know um uh, it, it's it's really challenging, man. It's really challenging, and but the kids, uh, you know, I do want to say, we, uh, with 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 this environment, it, it's really hard for players. You think you're competitive, but in reality, compared to what it really takes to make it, nowhere close, nowhere yeah. close. And this is what they, but they, but they're around a bunch of kids that are just like that. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 just the general. How can I say? mentality is a lot of these kids also you know they have a hard time when it comes down to you know getting into the higher stages with criticism with pressure with stuff like that because they're so used to the environment being easy well because everybody plays yeah right so everybody plays as long as you have the money yeah you know they'll create a third or fourth team yeah you know the the clubs will create a six seven team eight team nine team if if there's the players willing so, yeah. so and going back to what you're saying, that mentality, that like do or die, that competitive culture, it, it it's it's gone. Yeah. Right. Because you're no longer getting those players that are completely fighting yeah. to get in for that spot because those spots are more valuable all over the world. Exactly. Right. In those clubs, those clubs that that, you know, they do have these these payments and they do collect these fees um, when players get transferred. Those spots are worth so much. Yeah. Right. It's, it's your it's your 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 one way ticket yeah. out, you know, and, and, and it's do or die and players are just fighting yeah. and doing whatever they can just to get in. Uh, and over here, and again, it's not, it's because why? Yeah. Cause if you're not good enough, well, guess what? There's another club Yeah. and, and we're going to pay and, and you're in <laughs> and don't worry about it. Exactly. And, and if you have the funds, you know, there's a team out there for mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Uh, but it, it's, it's rather interesting. I mean, I, and, and so here we are, even at, let's look at it in the coach's perspective. I mean, you know, you're, you're trying to create an environment of excellence, of uh, competition. And you have, you're in an environment where the culture is, I, I'm going to say it, it's soft. Mm-hmm. It's soft, you know. And, and um so, anyways, yeah, that that's that's that could always be for another conversation too, because I, I think uh, talking about, you know, when you're when you even and we're talking about pro right now, but even to make it a college man, it's a mm-hmm. different mentality. But to make it pro is a whole other level than college. And if kids can don't have the mentality to make it into college, what makes you think they can make it a pro, man? Right. You know, um, but yeah. Anyways, and, and even then. Going back into college, there's, it's still, again, there's scholarships and stuff, but in yeah. a way, it's still, it's still pay to play. It's, yeah. you know, you still have to be able to, you know, to put yourself in a good school. Maybe, I mean, it's, again, whole, whole different conversation. Yeah. Right. But, but going back to it, it's just, uh, it's a system that doesn't necessarily promote the best environment to produce that, that culture that yeah. produces, uh, these like top level professionals yeah man and, and and you said pay to play because also not everybody's a scholarship player right, right? you know some kids are, are going to college and they're paying their tuition and they want to try out for the soccer team and you're also and, and on top of that you're only playing what three months 
right you know, yeah you're paid three bucks so yeah again that yeah that's all that's all in the, yeah. we'll, we'll end up talking about that too but and I, like we said about the scholarship so and again based on our system that scholarship some it's coming out of somewhere right yeah because it's not coming out of that fee that yeah. you know we we develop little timmy and he you know turned into a little superstar and we get a sum to barca uh-huh. for you know 100 million euros and we're going to get a cut of that you know five percent uh-huh. uh that that's not happening here so what ends up happening is if you do want a scholarship that kid that might have trouble affording it um then well guess what then we're gonna have to charge somebody else right we're gonna have to pick up another kid or we're doing it that that can pay in order to to fund that yeah right because that's just that's what we got yeah interesting uh but you know as we're talking about this uh, i'm sure there's some listeners out there who maybe they haven't really gone into this conversation um and we're just introducing mm-hmm. what it is because there's so much more to it absolutely but i think uh, you know the community it's good to be aware and, and understand that hey like it, it, we are f- very far from what it takes to make it and and, 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 and keep trying to raise oh, or create an environment where we can make make more uh, bring more uh, potential professional soccer players club system yes uh, I mean if you if you listen to the to the whole conversation it's really really difficult and I think it's, if anything, you know, we'll say like, it's hard to, and the high, chances are high that if you're growing up in a club system, ch- chances are that you might have a hard time going yep. pro. You Absolutely. Know? And and not not to say that there's not good coaches out there or, or even good teams, but it's just the standard around the world and even just to make it, it it's so hard, so competitive that, you have to have a, a certain environment to right. promote that. And, you know, our, our pay-to-play, the club system, it's it's, it's really difficult, man. It's yeah. really difficult. And, and again, it's, just, it's so nice looking at those those other clubs around the world and, and seeing and seeing that, you know, they're so focused on the development and they're really just, really just trying to push development because, again, at the end of the day, they'll get paid as long as they can produce a player. Yes. Uh, and, There's and an guys, incentive. Yeah. And, and guys, and before you go ahead and, and you know call your director and and start trying to burn down you know your your club's <laughs> clubhouse yeah uh it, it's what we have right now yeah okay it, it's what we have there's so many factors if it was easy we would have fixed it already yeah um there's so many factors so many logistic issues that, that we have to deal with um, but again we're just proposing uh these questions and, and giving you guys these um these uh not necessarily ideas we're, we're giving you guys these scenarios of how things work all over the place and, and yeah. just telling you how it is. Yeah. Right, so. it's, 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 it's stuff that's happening, man. It's stuff that's happening. It's stuff that's present in, in our country. And, and you know, there's a lot of good people out there that are running the clubs, a lot of great volunteers, a lot of directors out there, a lot of coaches out there that care and want the best for the kids however this isn't this is this this goes higher than yeah than that it's something for me I'm, I'm, in mm-hmm. my opinion speaking for myself it starts from the federation yeah you know and um but yeah like uh but in the meantime we, we have to make do and do the best that we can with what we have yeah absolutely you know? and, and the good news is mls you know the mls uh, federation has mls has already said that they're going to start allowing, uh, accepting, they're going to start allowing these academies to start accepting these payments, right? These solidarity payments and these training compensations. So it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, we're just hoping that we can start seeing some of those payments start trickled down to some of these clubs that yeah. have a big hand in developing these players. So, uh, again, steps in the right direction. We're hoping that it continues. Uh, it's one of Again, probably the one of the biggest issues that we see when it comes to U.S. soccer and developing these professional soccer players, uh, whether they're club players or the national team players, it's a huge, huge issue just because we're leaving so many players yeah. behind. And yeah. it's unfortunate. It's something that we want to see fixed. Um, yeah. but, but it's what we got again. And, uh, and yeah. Let, let's uh, just remember, you know, just try to do your best with what, what, with what you have, with what we have. And, um, try to find the best scenarios uh, that will 
you know, put your child in an environment where they can, you know, uh, grow and, and, and get promoted if that's what there's something they want to do and reach out to, to people, reach out to, to, to coaches, to directors of if you're, if you think you, your child has potential and or whatnot, like, Hey, like get involved and, and, and find what, what's a way, like an avenue, uh, every year, what they can do to, to be able to kind of get looked at at least yep. by a MLS Academy or whatnot. But Absolutely. because the talent is here, there's no doubt in the talent It's you know, in the, especially SoCal. Um, but again, it, you know, it, 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 you have to try extra harder and you have to really try extra harder to, 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 to really find a way for that, for your child to, to, you know, get looked at and start being noticed in that level, right. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Again, um, in the last thing I want to say is pass it forward if you can, right? Pass yeah. it forward if you can, if you're in a position where you're allowed, you know, you're able to help out these players from, you know, you're, you're able to help these players out that, that don't have the opportunity to join these clubs, whether it's, you know, helping out with rides or helping out yeah. with, with scholarships from yourself, or if you know a company that can help these smaller ones, help them out, you yeah. know, help these players out and, and, and l let's grow. Cause at the end of the day, we want to see true development. We want to see the U S winter world cup. We want to see these yeah. players from all these, you know, clubs that we have going to Barca, going, going to these yeah. top Chelsea's and we, we want to see our players, yeah. develop you know and, and it's it's unfortunate that you know soccer is fourth ranked most popular sport in the u.s and yeah. because of the pay-to-play system yeah you know it's only really open to people kind of middle class yeah and that social but, demographic yeah you know? so, so yeah. yeah if you have the opportunity pay it forward for sure yeah. um and we'll get into other topics but you know we're glad you listened to us and we're going to continue breaking some more stuff down. If you get the chance, go ahead and follow us on uh, social media. You can go to uh, Instagram and check out at soccer survival guide. Coach Eric's on there as well. You find his tag. You can find me at, uh, at coach Eric, excuse me, coach de la Rocha. I also, uh, I'm, I'm on there and occasionally also putting up some educational content for parents, players, uh, as well as the podcast. Perfect. So go check us out when you get a chance. And, uh, you've been listening to the soccer survival guide. I've been your host, Adam Gonzalez, signing out.